Alright guys, you've made it this far, and I would like to welcome you to lesson one of our um, now 30-part seminar we're going to do for the rest of this month on how to play role-playing games and, you know, how to do it the right way. Um, and that's what Nate's here for, is to, is to tell you the right way to do things. I think we're going to jump right in with a very important point. One, we're going to start out with... This is not about how to be a good dungeon master. Everyone wants to talk about how to be a good dungeon master. And that, that's a that's a part of it. That's a part of role-playing games, you know. But that's not the be-all, end-all. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot more to it. Most of the people at the table, most of the people at your table are going to be players, not dungeon masters or game masters. So it's very important um, that what we get through our heads here is that Everyone is important to, as part of this creative process. Everyone's important to bring these games together. And everyone's important to really, you know, just uh, bringing up the power level, the general power level, the strength. Um, the, you know, you, you, you want your game to be, an, a, you, know, you know, an 18, you know, 18-100 strength. That's the game you want to play, 18-100. So that's what we're, we're going to talk about today is how do you take your game, make your game 18100. That's what this whole seminar is going to be about. It's gonna be, you, you, you're going to get, you know, you want your game to be as, as strong as possible. And um, the first thing you're going to do to make that happen is you're going to play one, the right games, the right role-playing games, because there's a lot of role-playing games out there. The, the, the market is flooded. It's ridiculous. But there's a lot of role-playing games out there. And what you want to do is play the absolute very best ones. The very best games you could possibly play. That's what you want to be getting into. So, we're going to talk a little bit about what those are. But we're also going to talk about this tendency that so many people have um, to want to modify these systems. Um, they, you, you, see, you see it all the time. These these retro clones, these clones that are taking other games, they're pulling them apart, they're taking pieces from this, pieces from that, putting the parts they like together, mixing it all up. It's it it's not what you want to do. You're muddying the waters at that point, and that's not that's not really healthy for your game. So, what we want to look at is what is it okay to change, and when is it okay to change something? And that's the word of the day, right there, change. So the first thing we need to talk about, part one. Now, I, what I want you to do is get out. You know what you need to do is get out um, a, a a notepad um, and you know something to write with. I would say a pencil would be best, so you can you know correct your mistakes as you go along. Get that good eraser um, and make sure that erase. Just check the eraser now. Go ahead and pause this. Check your eraser now. Make sure it's not hardened. It's it's someone hadn't used it on a crayon or something, and it's gonna wipe oil all over your paint. You want a nice clean eraser. That's very that's always very important. Everything you do, if you're gonna use a pencil, have a nice clean eraser to go with it. Otherwise, why are you using a pencil? <laughs> why are you even using it? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Pardon my language. So get you get yourself a pencil. Get yourself a little composition notebook. Something you can take some notes in. You're gonna fill that thing up. I, I'm telling you now, you're going to fill that thing up with good ideas that are going to come out of my mouth, go into your ears, go through your fingers, and onto that page. Very important. Get that get that notebook. You start taking notes now because this part A, this is very important. And we are going to come back to this this point uh, later in, in, in our seminar. But we'll touch on it just briefly here. And that is what games is it okay to play? What games is it okay to play? 
Um, because there's a million of them out there. There's a million games. There, literally, there's a million games out there. And you need maybe one or two of them. The, the Nate-approved list of role-playing games stands at nine. There are nine games that are Nate-approved to play. Now, I will tell you, there are some advanced games beyond these games that maybe you can get into, but you better have mastered all nine of these first, or at least one from each category. So you need to master three of these, and we'll, we'll talk about the categories. So... First, we're going to talk about why we have this list, okay? Because there are a lot of games out there, and they're not good games. I'm going to tell you, they're not good games. The things, basically, you've, you've got a couple of things going on in the industry. You have these people that have made these impressive, very skillfully put together and crafted role-playing games, these fantastic simulations of fantasy combat and life, uh, these fantastic, amazing simulations of far future technology and militaristic society. And they, they've, they've, these are handcrafted, these are beautiful creations that these people have spent years and years of their life, you know, putting together, bringing to your table, and through multiple editions. Most of these games are in, you know, 5th, 6th, 7th edition. There's multiple editions to choose from. I'm not going to tell you. I will tell you that there is an edition that's the best. I'm not going to tell you you have to play that edition. I'm going to tell you you have to play these games, okay? Um, you know, there's some caveats. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But he here's the thing. You've got these games. You've, there's so much work has been put into. And then you have some fool is going to come out and put together a little pamphlet a little pamphlet with some random tables in it and pretend like that's a game. That is not a game. It's not a role-playing game. It's nothing I would want to play. And you shouldn't want to play it either. And maybe you've... I tell you, if you've bought one of these things, you've actually paid money for one of these little scribbling, ridiculous things. You know, a child could make this. A child could make this. You, you go, go get your copy of Maze Rats, Okay. Go get it out from under your pillow. Take a look at that thing. I want you to look at that thing. Read through some of those random tables and tell me you couldn't have come up with that in two seconds. Tell me you couldn't have just randomly come up with any of that stuff off the top of your head. It's just a bunch of words from a dictionary. It's like they, they, they took, here, put a bunch of nouns in there and that's your equipment list. Put a bunch of adjectives and that's your spell list. It's, it, it's asinine. It's not part of my French, but um, it's asinine. The, the, it's not the way. It's not the way you play a game. It's not, and you could do it yourself easily. It's a. It's maybe a supplement for for kindergartners. That's great if it's a supplement for kindergartners. But that's not. They're, they're billing this as a complete game. This is. It's thirty pages. You know, thirty odd pages. That's not a game. That's that's you know. Attract. That's you know a, a a little screed, a little pamphlet. That's that's you know, I've 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 gotten more information from from you know Jehovah's Witnesses giving me little tracks at the at the front door. Um. So don't don't buy into that kind of stuff because here's the thing, here's the thing. Ninety nine percent of the games being made today are being given away for free. That's how bad they are. 
That's how terrible the state of the industry is, is that people are putting out games for free because it's just garbage. There's just so much garbage out there. And really, there's only a few games worth playing, okay? And these are handcrafted, wonderful, you know, creations that are going to change your life if you master them. If you take the time to read these rule books and master these games, you're going to be on the next level. You're going to be a little closer to the Nate Man. Going to be a little close to all Gilly. And, and that's, that's what you want, right? That's what you want. You want the sexy, smooth voice. You want the amazing role-playing powers. And this is how you're going to get it. So here's the list. You get your three fantasy games. Number one, Dungeons and Dragons. Number one. In fact, if you're not gonna play any other game, you need to play Dungeons and Dragons. And there is really only, there's a a caveat here because there are several versions of Dungeons and Dragons. And you know, I'm I'm not gonna bash on you too much if you're going with that racist class OSR, you know, bet me stuff, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, you're not really playing the game though. Because the game at its at its pinnacle, at its peak, at its peak, at its highest level, was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons 2.5. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, the highest level of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. There's never been an Advanced Dungeons and Dragons since then. Everything's just been Dungeons and Dragons. You, you the, the advanced edition, the best edition ever. 2.5 Highest level of that edition, easy math, easy math. Advanced 2.5, so you want to get those those nice, strong, you know, powers and options books because the combat will knock your socks off, I'm telling you right now. But you got to read it. You got to do your reading. You got to learn it start to finish. Um, it, it, it takes work. It takes time. But I'm not saying, I'm not telling you this stuff. This is the easy way to play. I'm telling you to the right way. It's the right way. Um, a couple of honorable mentions. Um, Role Master. Uh, and, and by virtue of Rollmaster Merp, uh, Middle-Earth role-playing, great games, great games. And then the, the Warhammer Fantasy, uh, if, if you want to go that route, very good. Um, yeah, I, th- I swear that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about retro clones. There are a couple of retro clones here. Zweihander for Warhammer and um, the uh, Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerer's Hyperborea is very good. Uh, high up on my list if you're going for a Dungeons & Dragons 2.0 experience. But you need it dumbed down a little bit, then you can go with that. You can go with Ass H. Um, but, you know, if you want to play it the smart way, you're going to go straight 2.5. I'll tell you right now. You play it once, you'll never go back. You'll never go back. So that's your fantasy options. Then you got three science fiction options, okay? Number one is Traveler. Traveler. Uh, you know, if, if, if I have to tell you about Traveler, then... We've got problems, you know, go look it up, go read the Wikipedia, uh, you know, go grab yourself a copy, you know, it can be found out there on PDF and whatnot, um, get into some Traveler, um, it's, it's fantastic, it's fantastic, um, just just number crunching madness, and um, by virtue of Traveler, we also got Twilight 2000 and Traveler 2300 AD, um, great uh, games in different sort of uh, time frames, but it was basically the same um, you know, options and, and rules. It's great stuff. Um, 
Rifts. And by virtue of that, also uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangers, also in the Palladium universe. Maybe even Palladium Fantasy. I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but, you know, it, Rifts. Very The Palladium stuff, um, just some of the greatest role playing that have been done. Uh, almost impenetrable, uh, impossible to play. That's where you want. You want to be on that that on that, that fuzzy boundary where if you, you're, you're pushing the boundaries, you're getting to the edge. You know, if, you, if, you've, if you've gone, if you, if you don't know you've gone too far, you haven't gone far enough. You know, so Rift, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is, is also great. Is also great, and um, then the the final science fiction, of course, Western games, Star Wars D six. You've heard me rail about the the dice pool games. The dice pool games are not role playing games, and they aren't. But this is not a dice pool game. This is not a dice pool game. You're not counting successes on dice. You're rolling. A number of D6s and you're adding up to try to hit a target number. That is not a dice pool game. So don't don't even start with that. It's not. Um, and I'll, and um, then by virtue of that, there's also the very great game Stag 77. I don't know if you played this. It's based on the Star Wars Westing Games D6 rules. Uh, but it's the Boogie Nights role-playing game. Um, my my group played that. We did a three-year campaign of Stag 77. We did 77, 78, 79. Um, just some, some great times had by all. Um, then the, the last category you've got is this sort of this spectrum okay so you've got these are games that you can play them on all different time periods um they're not set into fantasy they're not set into sci-fi they can go all over the place um number one you know gerps you know everyone loves the gerps it's 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 generic it's you know math out the wazoo pardon my language and um you know everything you want in a good role-playing game is GURPS, and you can you can match it to any different you know time period. There's an auto duel supplement, so you can match it up with. You can use your Car Wars. You can do your Car Wars game, and roll auto duel characters, so you can role play along with your big Car Wars batters with your car your cardboard cars and all. That's great. It's great. And um, then an, another game that's on the spectrum, Call of Cthulhu. You can, you can play Call of Cthulhu. Uh, you know, from the from the 1890s, the 1920s, the 1990s, the, the you know 2020. You can do it a little in the future if you want. There's all kinds of things you can do with Call of Cthulhu, um, and it's it's that's that's your that's your horror game. That's the horror game of choice across the board. You know, who doesn't love Call of Cthulhu? And then there's the the final one, Amber Diceless. Amber Diceless role playing game. And you know, you could oh you could say nay, well, nay, is that some sort of story game? Was it how is it Diceless? dice no no you, you've got to look at this game this game is is cutthroat as can be this game is as hardcore as you can get and somehow they have managed to put this game together where you do not roll dice for anything nothing is random but everything makes perfect sense now you do there's a there's a learning curve because if you do try to jump in and try to play this game you're not going to understand what's going on because it's based on a series of novels now the novels are pretty a pretty easy read but there's a, there's a good number of them and really it's, it's best off if you read all 10 of the base novels um at, at least read the first five the 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 corwin chronicles the chronicles of amber um, but that'll give you an idea because it's a very strange world. But that strange world, this this time bending, genre bending um, world, is what makes it so well honed to play as a diceless multi genre RPG. And um, so I can't say enough good things about Amber Diceless. If you think it's a story game, you poo pooed it in the past, pardon my language, um, because you thought it was it was a little, you know, a little bit, ooh, it's a Diceless game. No, no, 
No, this is hardcore. This stuff is hardcore. You got to try it. You got to try it. But you got to do your homework. So my number one pick from each category, okay? I'm going to go with the Star Wars D6. I'm, you know, maybe I'm, you know, sci-fi is not as, as much of my thing as some, you know, Pinky Finger. He's, you know, he's big on the Traveler. Um, little Christy, Christy was big on Rifts. He's our Rifts guy. Um, he runs that. If I'm running, I'm going to run Star Wars D6. I, I run in a, in a special world where there is um, nothing happened after, you know, the, the episode four, five, and six, those happened. Um, those happened sort of at the same time as the games being played so you can kind of interact with that world but the prequel trilogy and the post school trilogy or whatever you want to call it these movies that are coming out with now these yeah there's something wrong with those movies it's, it's like it's like they threw a bunch of star wars ideas into a blender and then and then threw in some pink food coloring and poured it out and made it like a smoothie i, I don't know i don't know what they've, they've done but it, it's a mess it's a mess and the prequels were even worse as it, it you know say george lucas is a great guy uh but the the prequels were just an, an absolute mess and good and, and you know could have ruined the trilogy except we are humans and we have the ability to just block things out you know you have a bad experience in your childhood you just block that out and so you know, this was, you know, my good experience was in the childhood with the Star Wars. My bad experience as an adult with these prequel trilogies. Well, I'm just blocking out the adult stuff. So you do what you got to do. Um, so, yeah, my Star Wars game, it's all it's it's all in the, the you know, the old school, like 70s and 80s trilogy. Um, for our Spectrum game, you know, you know, my cause, Amber Diceless. Um, that, that's my favorite. Um, and then for fantasy, Dungeons and Dragons 2.5. You play one of those games. You, you're going to start with one. You got to find some place to start. You're going to start with one, and that's going to be your bread and butter game. Okay? That's going to be the one you, you play the most. Um, now, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. Because you know what you're going to find? Everyone out there right now that you want to play with, there's no one to teach you these games. They're not there. They're not there. Because you know what they're out there doing? They're out there playing Maze Rats. They're out there playing Black Hack. They're out there playing Morkborg or whatever the hell it is. Well, excuse me, pardon my language. That's a little off the chart there for me. I, I just lost my kid-friendly rating right there. Sorry, guys. Sorry. But, um, you know, the, these games, they're, they're, they're garbage. They're, they're, a bunch of, they're a bunch of pictures. It is, it's okay. I mean, art is good. Art is, is okay in a game, but you don't need it. Look at Traveler. There's hardly any art, hardly anything. It's diagrams and things like that. Those things are important. Art's not really that important to your game. You have your own imagination to come up with things. You know, we, we, we read words and use our imagination. That's what novels are for. Do we have to have picture books? You, literally, you guys are only reading picture books? Or do you read novels? Why do you need a bunch of pictures in your role-playing game? It's ridiculous. So... You know, you don't need all the pictures. You don't need all the artwork. You don't need these dumbed-down rules and games that are just 100% built off of random tables. It's it's asinine. Again, sorry for the language. But um, you, you need a good, solid rule set to start you out, okay? And 
and I'm sorry I've gone on and on about this, kind of buried the lead today because the, the main story has changed. And, but the question is, what are you going to change in these games? Okay. Well, if something needed to be changed in these games, they would have changed it by now. Okay. If you needed house rules, you need to come up and homebrew things on your own. If you need to do all that, then you're playing the wrong game. And you won't need to do that if you're playing the right games. The right games, Dungeons and Dragons 2.5. You don't need to house rule a thing in that. Every rule you need is in the book. You play by the book and you're good to go. You're good to go. You don't you don't need you don't need to get into all that. You don't need to worry about, oh, should I change this? Well, it, you know, you think you think you're so important. You're so important that you need to change the rules to Dungeons and Dragons? Seriously. Seriously. You know how many people? You've got some of the smartest people in the industry. You've got the people that invented role-playing games, created this game. And then you've got the best minds in all of role-playing getting together and brainstorming additions as they go along to make the games better and stronger and more powerful. And by the time you get to Advanced Dungeons and Dragons 2.5... You've reached the pinnacle of fantasy role-playing, and you don't need to change a thing. It's the best of the best. You don't listen to the Beatles and you'd be like, oh, I wish they had more cowbell. So do you really do do you do that? Do you listen to you're listening to Abbey Road and you're like, well, this is this is a good song, but if they only had a little bit more cowbell in there, you know, like she's so heavy, but she'd be a little heavier with some cowbell. No, it's the Beatles. Well, this is Dungeons and Dragons. This is the baby of Gary Gygax, Dave Arneson. This is, this is the most beautiful thing that's ever been created for role-playing. And if you think you need to change the rules, you've got another thing coming. Maybe you need to come talk to Nate a little more. Maybe we need to have a little conversation because you're on a wrong path. You don't need to change it. Just play the right games. That's the lesson for today. Get the right game and you won't need to change. Some of you out there, I can already hear you. I can already hear. I got some star pupils. I can already tell. I got. I've got. I can tell. I can tell. Some of you guys have, have already figured this out. You're already going check, check, check. Everything Nate is saying is right on target. I agree with this 100. percent Oh my god, my gaming is going to be so strong because I've I have found the nirvana of podcasts for gaming. And congratulations to you for making that determination so quickly. But I guarantee you there's some people that are going to be holdouts because, you know, there's pride involved. There's pride involved. There's people that have written role-playing games that they think are pretty good, and they're not. They're not. But that's okay. You thought they were. You thought you thought it was good. You thought it was a beautiful and unique snowflake game that you came up with that no one's ever come up with before. That's okay. That's okay. It's not beautiful. It's not unique. It's not special. It's not, it's not that good. If it was that good, you'd be rich. Right? If it was that good, you'd be rich. You'd be selling it everywhere. If it was any better than these games, but it's not. It's not better. And the, the sooner you come to that realization, the sooner you sit there, you swallow your pride, you close your eyes, you take a deep breath, and you go, he's right. Nate's right. Because I am right. I am right. You, when, when you accept that, you say, he's right. He's right. Your life is going to be infinitely better because now all you have to do is pick up the book. Pick up the right game and start learning it. Stop worrying about writing something better because the best already exists. That's your lesson for today. You're welcome.
This podcast copyright 2020 Randy Bovine Productions.